Today on We Here, Keanu Reeves' new girlfriend gives the internet a reason to love him even more. Amy Robach's responsible for the latest dose of morning show drama. And Ron Perlman's been caught kissing a co-star, so now he's getting a divorce. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, the Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Ian, it looked like you had an amazing night last night. I did, Maggie. I'm actually very tired. I went out really late last night, Maggie, because I was at the WSJ Magazine 2019 Innovator Awards. Wow, what a title. So many words. (laughs) It was was a lot of words. I don't know why they have to say 2019, because you'd sort of know it wouldn't be the 2017 one, but whatever. (laughs) It was actually really cool. They had a lot of, there was a lot there, actually. I Mm -hmm. think I wrote like five items already today about it. So who was there? I saw Kim Kardashian. Yes. Did you see Kim Kardashian was wearing chaps? No. Yeah. She's wearing like a corset and chaps made by uh, Ricardo Tisci. Um, Jerry Seinfeld presented an award to Eddie Murphy, who flew in from the set of his upcoming film that I know you're really looking forward to, Coming to America 2. Oh, I am. I have a huge Coming to America stand. And then it's not he a joke. <laughs> flew right back. Um, Jerry Seinfeld recalled how he and Eddie Murphy actually, they started their comedy careers the same week at the same comedy club in the same year, in 1976. Hmm. So he was talking about like, what it's like to basically start your comedy career at the same time as Eddie Murphy, which is pretty fun. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was cool. But it was really cool. And actually, it was weird because the, the awards was at, at, the, uh, at MoMA, the mm-hmm. Museum of Modern Art in New York. And it was interesting because like, Kanye, I have to say like, Kanye really helped the whole vibe of the whole thing because during the awards... Um, which is like a pretty prestigious thing. He was just like wandering around during the award show and like talking to people and it just created like a pretty cool vibe. But he was like wanted to meet all the innovators. Wow. So he was getting all innovative. Um, how did you like the new MoMA? Was it your first time there? You know what? I actually, it was. I was psyched. <laughs> That's I actually, really what I wanted You know what's weird? I, I really was into the new MoMA because yeah. it was, you know, mostly this makes me sound like a shallow, horrible person, which I am, but I I mostly just go to MoMA for events, so uh-huh. I'm just there for, like, parties, and, you know, I, I'm not really going there for the art, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that much, but every time that you've gone there for the past however long it's been, it was under construction, so you had to go through this, like, weirdo entrance, and it was, like, the, um, it just messed up the whole thing. But now it, like, looks amazing. I really liked it a lot better. It was much cooler. So I was Mm. super into it. Nice. Yeah. I wanted to see the art, but I ended up on the phone with one of our colleagues uh, because we were breaking some more news on the Amy Robach story, which we'll be talking about. So I was on the phone, like, wandering around in the museum while everyone else was enjoying the art. But I'm doing that, Maggie, for our listeners and for our readers. You're an artist That's why I'm missing out on everything. It's like a 24-hour job. All right, now let's get into our first story. Keanu Reeves has got a girlfriend. I repeat, Keanu Reeves has got a girlfriend. Internet boyfriend Keanu made quite the splash this week when he attended the LACMA Art and Film Gala aside Alexandra Grant, 
a 46-year-old visual artist. The longtime friends hit the red carpet together holding hands and even posed closely for photos. It's been decades since Keanu has stepped out with a woman, so who is Alexandra Graham? I, you know, it's funny, like, so I feel like I was ahead of the curve on this. Yet mm-hmm. another thing, Maggie, that I'm way ahead of the curve on. So in the newsroom um, the other night, when after everyone was talking about this photo of Keanu Reeves, right, what event was he at with his LACMA new LACMA Art and Film Gala in at LA. The LACMA Art and Film Gala, another museum that I go to parties at, really good parties, and don't see some art. I, I, uh... So we were in the newsroom and everyone started freaking out. The buzz was spreading in our sort of paid six area. And everyone was talking about like, oh, my God, that's Keanu Reeves' girlfriend. Yeah. So I'm like, I was a little behind. I was working on something else. And I was like, okay, I need to like look this up. So I, I, I Google Keanu Reeves' girlfriend and put it in. And then all these and images and all the photos come up. And I was like. This is so weird. All I'm seeing are pictures of Keanu Reeves and Helen Mirren. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so annoying. Like, what? Uh, oh, and then I said, and then I thought, oh, maybe the story isn't out there like that widely. Like, maybe right. people are working on it. So it just, it hasn't registered. And I'm like, ugh, this is Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren. And then I was like, oh my God, that isn't Helen Mirren. That is his girlfriend. But it took me like a while to figure out that that wasn't Helen Mirren. Yeah, and you were one of many people who thought that because there was tons of stuff on Twitter and social media being like, wait, is Keanu Reeves dating Helen Mirren? And she talked to Entertainment Tonight and she said that was very flattering to me. Helen Mirren talked to Helen Mirren, not, and she not said Keanu Reeves, because she's obviously lovely. So they're longtime friends, which I love because you know Keanu Reeves. We don't know too much about his love life. That's true, and it's actually, kept a very low I, the more that I read about the the romance, and the more we've like learned about this woman, it's like incredibly sweet, actually, because they have a book imprint together, yeah. right? And basically, the, did you? The way that they met is that he um, he had written some, like, sappy poetry, basically. I guess is like a joke initially that he showed a mutual friend of theirs. And then she gave his now girlfriend the, the poems. Mm-hmm. And she created a book. Like, she put them to illustrations and she created a book of the poems. And yeah. gave them to him as a gift, right? So in 2011, they collaborated on his book, Ode to Happiness. And then in 2016, they released a book called Shadows. But what's really interesting is a lot of the response to this is that people are like, oh, my God, Keanu's dating someone age appropriate, which I cannot believe is a novel concept in Hollywood, but it is. He's still nine years older than her. He's 55 to her 46. Today, the New York Times published a story that was like, Keanu Reeves' girlfriend seems to be aging gracefully, so I should too. Like, there's literally an op-ed in the New York Times because this woman stepped out with Keanu Reeves. This woman is giving older women permission to age gracefully, which I'm like, damn, Hollywood, this is shallow as hell. Like, there's tons of beautiful women over 40. Right. That's what I thought too, Maggie. Well, you know, it is weird because it's like, you know, usually we're writing about older men and younger women and it's kind of such a cliche mm-hmm. sort of the like Leonardo DiCaprio syndrome. So it is it is nice that he's going out with somebody age appropriate, even though she is younger, as you right. said. Right. She's still nine older. years younger than him. Right. Although she looks older than him, <laughs> which I'm not really allowed to say because she's aging gracefully. 
She gracefully I looks think you can have a lot older than gray me. hair and look good. Helen Mirren is much older than she is. So here's the thing. I sat next to Helen Mirren. Um, this is admittedly like a few years ago, but it was at an, at an event at the old Le Cirque, mm-hmm. Maggie. And um, I have to admit, and now I'm realizing this might make me sound like a total creepazoid. But Helen Mirren is smoking hot. <laughs> no, that makes you sound <laughs> no, like most is. people. She's like she's a, a smoke very show. beautiful, very like sensual <laughs> woman. I'm not kidding. I was very, very taken and besotted <laughs> with her. I, I, I mean, it, it, she has I, an it's aura. Like very memorable. <laughs> Wait, okay. Now oh, I have to aura. ask you the question that I, that I was born to ask you. Oh God. In a situation where you can only spend time with one of these two people on a desert island, and these two people are one, <laughs> I, feel Dame, like I'm on a, I feel like I'm on a red carpet. Dame Helen Mirren, or two, Lisa Vanderpump, oh, your God. other Brit oh, crush. Oh, my God. That's such a thing. I thought you were going to say Dame Edna, because <laughs> <laughs> he threw a dame in there. Oh, Helen God, Mirren is Maggie. a dame. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a very, God, that's a tough call. Ian's type. British women, <laughs> aristocratic, older aristocratic dames. She's <laughs> looking for a dame. Like a, that is true, but, but she um, seems cool as hell. No, she's she's a visual really cool. artist. And apparently, like there have been hints, right, that they've been together. Although people haven't really picked up on them until now. So, for example, like they have this press together called X Artists Books, which they launched in 2017, mm-hmm. and then they were they did a photo shoot together. For Vogue Spain. Ooh. I know your subscription lapsed, so <laughs> you kind of might have missed that one. And then there was another shot of them lovingly gazing into each other's eyes. But now they're on the red carpet together, right? And in this shot, they're holding hands. And uh, by the way, I love how this is like the age of innocence. It's like I'm interpreting like the, the, the batting of an eyelash lovingly means so much. Can you gaze uh, any other way? Gay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> As <laughs> I can't, as I as I did at Helen Mirren at Le Cirque. As you did, little um, hearts, cartoon yeah, yeah. hearts fluttering so, between your eyes. So the thing is that, um, yeah. So th- so then they were holding hands on this red carpet, but it's still not confirmed, Maggie. Despite mm-hmm. the gazing, the holding, the publishing, <laughs> that they are um, a couple. We don't know. We don't know if they're. It's unconfirmed. <laughs> So we're going to have to read into it. By the way, when she made that book for him, which they ended up releasing because she made it for him privately, she... um, This is a very intellectual romance. There was a report that Keanu Reeves had written some fake self-pity poetry that he gave to a friend of his. And the friend gave the poems to Alexandra, the alleged love interest. And basically, without Keanu Reeves' knowledge, she created the images to his self-pitying poetry and put them into a book. And then she presented Reeves with the book hidden inside the pages of a large green 1970s travel book called The British Scene. And she has said it was a surprise and a private gift. We didn't make the book to publish it. It was meant to put a big smile on our faces and make everyone laugh. Then someone said, I want five copies. And that's when the light bulb went on. And then they have their own. So this woman's like amazing. She's creative. She's cool. She's interesting. And she's 
the poor man's Helen Mirren. Oh my God. Is foreplay for wealthy people just be like, babe, I published you a series of books? Oh yeah. <laughs> totally, Maggie. ABC News recently found itself in hot water. Good Morning America reporter Amy Roback was caught on a hot mic claiming Network Brass scrapped her interview with the Jeffrey Epstein accuser years ago. This footage of Roback was leaked online. Once the audio was released, Roback quickly issued a statement saying that she was caught in a moment of private frustration. She added that while she was disappointed that her interview, which was taped in 2015, did not run as it failed to meet ABC's reporting standards, she had never been told to stop reporting on the Epstein scandal. So let's talk about Amy Roback. Who is she? So she's a she's on 2020 and she's on GMA. Mm-hmm. She's married to Andrew Shu. Mm-hmm. You might recall. Yep. And basically, yeah. So what happened is our sources tell us that this video in which she was recorded basically behind the scenes when she didn't think she was on camera, right? And she was saying that. She had this interview with this Jeffrey Epstein accuser who alleges that she had sex with Prince Andrew, mm-hmm. right? And which Prince Andrew has denied. And Amy Roback was heard in this tape basically saying that ABC had spiked her interview with this woman because they didn't want to ruffle the feathers of the royal family. Right. And I think it's important to point out that her accusations are that she was underage. Right. The accusations, right, aren't just that she slept with Prince Andrew. Is that she was, she says that she was Jeffrey Epstein's sex slave Mm -hmm. and that he basically, like, you know, loaned her out or uh, whatever her terminology is to um, Prince Andrew, who slept with her while she was underage, Mm -hmm. which he denies. Some of the circumstances under which this recording was made. So the recording was, was made back in July. And we hear that it was recorded in an ABC studio in Times Square, which is not their usual news studio. Basically, it's a small studio that is mostly used for recording promos. Mm -hmm. So there were very few people at Mm. the recording. So ABC has been trying to figure out who the leaker is of this tape. So, Maggie, this story is getting even crazier because after we reported exclusively – that ABC had alerted CBS that the a person who had access to this tape was now working there. The woman has come forward and brought another broadcaster into it, Megyn Kelly. What? Megyn Kelly's in the mix? Megyn Kelly is now in the mix. Everybody but NBC is in the mix. Yeah. On this one. <laughs> ABC, CBS, former Fox and NBC anchor Megyn mm-hmm. Kelly. So we had reported, actually, that Megyn Kelly was planning her TV comeback, mm-hmm. but it wasn't going to be on TV, actually. It was going to be online, and she was going to launch, like, kind of her own YouTube channel or something right. like that. And she's now used this story in order to do that, basically. Right. So she has an exclusive interview that she put on Instagram mm-hmm. um, with this woman who's the alleged leaker Her name is Ashley Bianco. She's 25 years old, and she flat out says that she did not leak the tape. Um, She said that what happened was her job was to sort of as as a producer and kind of editor type, and that when Amy Robach was on this hot mic, Mm -hmm. she had been recording promos apparently, 
and the the footage was being aired the behind the scenes footage on this hot mic was still being aired to all the affiliates mm-hmm. and to different you know ABC control rooms and so she's saying that she had just clipped it that basically her job was to kind of clip things that she would make like kind of behind the scenes funny goofy reels yeah like a blooper reel yeah like personality yes anchors off camera so i guess part of her job was that if she saw something funny happening in between the promos or the takes Mm -hmm. she would she would mark them and clip them but she says she basically clipped this segment that she was shocked by what amy robach was saying and that everyone was talking about it and she says she she clipped it but then she never accessed it again. She never sent it to anybody, and she never did anything with it. Mm-hmm. And when Megan Kelly asked her, "Well, why did you clip it?" she said that she just did it for office gossip. Hmm. But then she also was tearfully saying in this interview that she had only been working at CBS for four days when this whole thing went down when ABC contacted them to identify her right and then she got fired by CBS and she basically was saying I didn't do anything wrong I just want my job back and she was tearfully you know almost in tears saying to Megan Kelly like my career is over I'm never going to get another job mm. and then Megan Kelly reassures her that she will get another job maybe she needs staff for this that's YouTube show. Thinking. She's like, I'm giving you a job. I actually don't have an assistant right now. <laughs> Can you get me a cappuccino? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting to point out that in the audio, Roback says that the reason her interview was killed was because they were desperate to interview Prince William and Kate Middleton and that they basically killed her story or allegedly killed her story so that they could get access to the royals. Right. And we've at, we had previously reported that um, ABC News um, head James Goldston mm-hmm. had been photographed at a table with Donald Trump during a UK visit recently and that there were also members of the royal family there with him as well. So people were thinking, oh, you know, is he tight with the royal family? But basically ABC is um, – ABC is denying this, um, and they've said that, you know, they've said the reason Robach's report, report didn't air was because it didn't live up to their um, standards. It mm-hmm. didn't live up to their journalistic standards, right. so they couldn't air it. And they're saying that basically they would have loved to air a story like that, but it just it, it wasn't airable. It didn't pass the test. Basically, what Robach was heard uh, saying on the air when she – thought she wasn't being recorded, was, I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Then she said, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? Then the palace found out we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us in a million different ways. We were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will, so I think that had also quashed the story. She also says that Virginia told me everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Mm. So it's a pretty damning yeah. you know, thing. I mean, it's pretty strongly worded, but we heard that ABC Brass was obviously unhappy you know, about this. Mm-hmm. And then um, they had her come out and put out a statement um, sort of walking back her her comments, which, you know, she thought were made privately. But then also they've put um, 
their top producer of investigations, he did an interview with NPR Mm -hmm. and he basically told them like, hey, this isn't true. We would have loved to air this story, but we just couldn't. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have the, the reporting in place to air it. What a week Amy Ruback is having because she and her husband, her aforementioned husband, Andrew Shue, ran the New York City Marathon on Sunday. And they had pretty good times. She finished in four hours, 16 minutes, and 29 seconds. He was a second after her. And I cannot imagine the exhaustion from the marathon. You've been training for like some, I don't know, 16 weeks. And then you have that one great day. You complete this thing. And then this bombshell drops. There's audio of you speaking about something that happened in 2015. Audio from July. It's like, oh, my God. Totally. You know, also, Maggie, just from what you just said and then also from what I saw on Instagram, did everyone except me run the marathon? Did you run in the marathon? I ran it last year. I didn't run it this year. Yeah, I, like, got pizza. (laughs) But, I mean, another thing that's interesting about this story is that so when ABC was trying to figure out who the leaker of this um, Amy Robach clip was – they were kind of weighing all their options. And we heard that one of those could be like, they're sort of trying to figure out if there'd be like legal, any legal um, avenues they could take. But they were saying that since the staffer didn't work there anymore, it actually would be harder for them to take action because if the person, like the legal part, I don't know, but then the if the person still worked at ABC, obviously it's a fireable offense. What's interesting is that if this person that was fired from CBS, you know, it is the same person, um, that one network would alert another network to like, hey, this person is on your staff. And then that the other network, that the rival CBS would get far enough to to fire them. So I think there's a lot more that happened you know, behind the scenes there, which I'm sure we're going to find out, Maggie. Yeah. Because we're page six. That's right. Ron Perlman is 69 years old, and his love life is still making headlines. This week, Ron and Opal Stone Perlman, his wife of 38 years, which I would just like to point out is longer than I've been alive, filed for divorce. The couple married on Valentine's Day in 1981, and they have two children together. The news of the longtime couple's demise comes six months after Ron was spotted kissing his startup co-star, Allison Dunbar. What is going on here? So I do want to say for the record, for the people out there who don't follow like the Hellboy franchise, mm-hmm. as I do, and you know I follow it very closely, that Ron Perlman is not Ronald O. Per- Perlman, right. the Revlon billionaire. Right. This is Ron Perlman, the Hellboy actor. Yeah. I believe he's also on Sons of Anarchy for a yeah, long time. Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. He looks a little bit like he could be related to Tom Waits. Mm. Anyway, this story is getting a ton of web traffic and people are really interested in it that I don't think we knew much about his love life. So it's kind of interesting that he's leading such a steamy love life. We talked about his various projects, but um, he's also on this show Startup Mm -hmm. and he filed for divorce from his wife five months after he was spotted kissing his startup co-star, Allison Dunbar, right? Yeah. And he apparently had separated from his wife five days before 
those photos were revealed. Mm, so it's safe to say they're estranged. It's safe to say they're estranged, exactly. And the other thing that's really odd about this, Maggie, is that we, we've we had a strange – this now fits into a category of story mm-hmm. that, that we have. You could make a tag for this, which is old people kissing outside weird – LA spots. <laughs> like if you right? if you were so, worried about being caught kissing, wouldn't you take it indoors? Aren't uh, there isn't this what Venetian blinds are for? Even if I wasn't worried at all. Like I don't know if I'd be outside. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> outdoor kissing is also like our DJ night. And in tonight Berkeley. at outdoor kissing, DJ <laughs> Ian Moore. <laughs> Thank you. But the um so he he had been spotted kissing his co-star right outside the Alexander Steakhouse in Pasadena, California. <laughs> Have some respect for yourself. These photos too, like you're like who's there? I'm not gonna. I I'm a paparazzo. I'm not gonna follow around. You know, Leo and Brad tonight. I'm gonna go. F- Follow Ron Perlman at the Alexander Steakhouse in Pasadena. Maybe this paparazzo was just like, I was in the mood for a steak and my camera was uh, yeah. in the car. Or maybe it was, a, by the way, as an aside, Maggie, I went, a, a paparazzo, as we keep saying, once told me that when they're on like a, a like a stakeout or they're like waiting for somebody outside of a place trying to get a photo mm-hmm. and like tourists or like just random people pass by and they're like, oh, like, who are you waiting for? The code, I think, that, that what I've heard they all always tell them is Tony Danza. Really? Yeah, because they know that no one's going to wait around for Tony Danza. And it's like they're not <laughs> waiting for Tony Danza. They're waiting for Timothee Chalamet or Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. Wait, so this – So they just say, oh, yeah, Tony Danza, and then the tourists are like, uh, oh, whatever, and they leave. Alexander Steakhouse isn't described on the internet as a posh spot – Fusing steakhouse classics with Japanese cuisine oh, with man. a signature cotton candy dessert. What? That could make so you want to like kiss. Benny Hanna meets the old Four Seasons. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can remember, but we did a story that Lawrence Fishburne's wife, actress Gina Torres, mm-hmm. in a sort of similar story, she had been on Suits, the Meghan Markle show, Suits on USA. <laughs> I've heard of it. The I'm USA familiar. Channel. Does that still exist? Yeah, I believe so. I think Suits cable? is over, but USA still exists. Oh, good. Well, the um, she was passionately kissing a mystery man back then, and um, they were at a place called the they, – they were kissing outdoors in front of the Sweet Butter Cafe in the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> so days at the Sweet Butter Cafe and nights at the Alexander Steakhouse. In that case, Gina Torres was – she wasn't kissing a co-star – she was kissing a man who was, uh, we had reported, a solar energy investor from Utah. So Ron Perlman. Um, it's Splitsville for old it's Perlman. Splitsville. So he filed for divorce. And um, now Dunbar, his girlfriend, her age has not been confirmed, we reported. Mm. But she's to believe, believed to be in her mid-40s. And she's been seen with a large diamond ring <gasps> on her engagement finger also called your ring finger yeah on her engagement finger we coined a new phrase in this (laughs) item as page six is known to do she has shared some photos with ron on social media Mm -hmm. in 2018 she captioned a video of the pair me and bish bish yeah bish like kendrick lamar bish yeah 
Uh, like dish don't kill my vibe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, or, I don't know, maybe it's Bish. Here it is. Bish. It's from like a year ago, November 14th, 2018, and they're in a photo booth just pointing to each other at Soho House. The weird thing about it is like, so the thing about Hollywood stars that I found, Maggie, is that you have these people, like obviously there's the Brad Pitts, Gwyneth Paltrow or whoever, Mm -hmm. and they're like, you know, super attractive and whatever. But then there are these other like character actors like Ron Perlman, Mm -hmm. right? Or like a Tony Collette or something, and they always play the ugly sister or the like the fat loser, you know, weirdo brother in the shack, you know, whatever. And then the thing is, you see them in person, and actually, compared to regular people, they're like amazing. Looking. Yeah, they're just like Hollywood Tony Collette attractive. is like incredible. Like she has like sparkles like flying out totally. of her face. Yes. She's like, but like on screen, she's like, oh, I'm like the weirdo hippie mom loser, mm-hmm. whatever, who can't stop crying. But in this case, the thing about it is Ron Perlman is also like he's he's like a big, ugly lug. Like any time a role calls for a lug or something, they're like, Perlman, bring in Perlman. <laughs> bring in the lug. Bring in – cue the lug. <laughs> so the thing is that – but when you look at this photo of him and Allison Dunbar, his mm-hmm. girlfriend, alleged girlfriend at the Soho house, as you mentioned, he's like – He's really amazing. Like, he looks great. He looks, like, healthy. His yeah. hair looks great. His, that's a really – he's got a great denim shirt on. Now, anyway, Ron's rep and his attorney could not be immediately reached for comment, Maggie. Mm. So th- I think there will be more to the story. But people are obsessed with the story. I don't know why. Maybe it's the Hellboy people. Are you into the Hellboy franchise? I'm not. <laughs> It's so good. Is the, it? Yeah. So basically. Wait, didn't you go to see that alone? <laughs> Come on. Yes, Maggie. I, I've seen all the Hellboys alone. Uh, that is a film that a man sees by himself. It's a rite um, of passage unless, in a young man's I don't life. Even, I don't even have any other dork friends to go with. It's time for our favorite part of the show. Let's take a look in the Page Six vault to see what ancient celebrity juicy exclusive we've uncovered from yesteryear. Back in 2003, Page Six published a story with the headline, Book Puts Whitney on the Couch. A new unauthorized biography of Whitney Houston psychoanalyzes her transition from pop princess to pothead, her turbulent marriage to Bobby Brown, and tabloid rumors of a possible sapphic relationship with former top aide Robin Crawford. In Whitney Houston, the unauthorized biography, James Robert Parrish examines tales in supermarket weeklies about Houston's relationship with Crawford. Both women have denied allegations that they were ever romantically involved. I believe that Whitney and Robin were emotionally extremely close for many years, Parrish told Page Six. I can only speculate about a stronger type of relationship, but have no documented evidence. Well, things have changed since 2003. 16 years later, Robin Crawford has released a book in which she reveals she and Whitney Houston had a romance between them. Yeah, exactly, Maggie. And I um I actually when I read the excerpt of the um of the book, A Song for You, My Life with Whitney Houston, I actually I found it to be pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. I was really sad when I read it actually. You know, Robin recalls that she and Whitney Houston had their first kiss right around 1980 when they were camp counselors. Uh, and Crawford was 19 and Whitney Houston was 17. Mm-hmm. They were working at a summer camp in East Orange, New Jersey. And Robin said, the physical part of our friendship happened along the way and it was just beautiful. 
We were on a journey together and we were connected. She said of their first kiss, we talked and talked and then all of a sudden we were face to face. The first kiss was long and slow like honey. So you're right. That does sound like very, you know, sweet sweet, valley high kind of thing. But then it gets a little less innocent, Maggie, where she says that later at the apartment, we took off our clothes for the first time. We touched each other. Caressing her and loving her felt like a dream, which is very sweet and nice. But then this is the part that really actually I found heartbreaking is that when Clive Davis signed Whitney to Arista two years later in 1982 after their first kiss, Robin recalls she said, she being Whitney, said we shouldn't be physical anymore because it would make our journey even more difficult. She said if people find out about us, they would use this against us. And back in the 80s, that's how it felt. And Sissy Houston, Whitney's mom, her famous mom, told the pair it wasn't natural for two women to be that close, but we were that close, Crawford wrote. So Ugh. it's just so sad because it's like I wonder, and I'm now I'm extrapolating here, Maggie, but, um, you know, like you think of Whitney and it's like, you know, she then she ended up marrying Bobby Brown and mm-hmm. she ended up doing, you know, the whole drug thing and it was so tragic and horrible mm-hmm. and sad. And I can't help but wonder if maybe it was because she had this forbidden love with Robin Mm -hmm. and like basically had to like not pursue that because she thought it would hurt her career, which today seems kind of like, you know, I mean, that was the 80s. It just seems kind of ridiculous. And it's just so sad. Like, could that um, could that have, you know, fueled her sort of tragic drug addiction and you have to wonder bad tasted men yeah you have to wonder if she was trying to numb out this feeling that she couldn't be with this person she loved or what she wanted was wrong or she was being told it was wrong right and robin crawford says that whitney found comfort in my silence and that they never talked about labels like lesbian or gay Hmm. and one thing that i think I can say, even though I don't know Bobby Brown personally, is that no one ever found comfort in his silence. Quite profound. (laughs) Exactly. You know, so it just seems like actually the Robin years sort of add up more with, you know, maybe the real Whitney. And like maybe then she could have continued on that path. I agree. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go. Well, that's it for this episode of We Hear. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more of the latest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com. We'll be back next Monday with more Page 6 exclusives. See you then.